Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A-A, -A, the B-A-Q-A with Tiffany, the B-A-Q-A, no mandate, but the B-A-Q-A with Lacey. You know what's so crazy? <laughs> when man is not in the studio, we be having people whose names rhyme either way. Okay? The B-A-Q-A-A, -A. welcome back and black to Brown Ambition Question and Answer in the Stew. I have an amazing brown black woman named Lacey Robinson. <laughs> Lacey is the president and CEO of Unbound Ed, an education organization that offers standards aligned resources and immersive professional learning for teachers and leaders seeking, seeking equity. She has over 20 years experience in education and focuses on helping educators in school systems disrupt systemic racism and its legacy. Lacey also is the new author of the amazing book, Justice Seekers, Pursuing Woo! Equity in the Details of Teaching and Learning. Welcome to the stew. Yes. Well, back to the stew. Lacey, how are you? <laughs> I'm so good. You don't know how excited I am to hear that song. I was like, I can't wait to hear the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So we we have Lacey in the stew. She's written this amazing book um, about justice seeking. She is a woman after my own heart because she, like me, started off in the early education classroom. And she's written this book to help. She said, it's a, what did you say, Lacey? You told me um, that kind of like offline, this is what, a love letter to educators? Yes, it's my love letter to the edgy sphere. Mm -hmm. It is. It, it's, it, it tells our triumphs, our wo woes, my hopes and dreams. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and ultimately, it's a love letter for us from educator to educator. So, yeah, yeah, that's that. awesome. So if you're an educator, if you know an educator, because it gets, I feel like every year it gets harder and harder to do the good work. Um, I think it's yes. going to be just a perfect book to read and to connect with from a fellow educator. So Lacey, yes. you're in the stew today for BAQA. And instead of taking questions externally, I'm gonna take your questions, sis. Even though okay. Loki's not key, Loki over here, Lacey's over here slaying it. Okay, first of all, Unbounded, <laughs> where she is the president and CEO, Ms. President and CEO, it's like a $40, $40 million organization. Okay, so she went to Columbia. You said something like in the episode prior, like I didn't go to Harvard or Yale, as if Columbia's not Ivy League. Don't do that, girl. We're not doing that. We are not downplaying black and brown excellence. Not on my watch, okay? Okay, don't make me okay, get on my eye okay. right? <laughs> and on top of that, she's written this book that Justice Seekers that that um, debuted at number one in its category, Amazon. Okay, like we're not doing that. There's just excellent, <laughs> like just flowing through her 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 
her brain and body. Okay, so yes. you're gonna ask me some questions. So, well, one first, is it gonna be a business question, career? Well, career, you, child, you good. Um, business, um, financial question. What's the first question you wanna ask me? Okay, so it's a financial question. So okay. I'm going to suppose, um, and I'm gonna do this on behalf of the educator. Okay, good, okay? perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I am. Um, I'm about to graduate. Okay. Um, my under, I'm in undergrad. Um, I'm, I'm going to receive my degree in elementary education. Okay. Every time I tell someone that I'm going to become a teacher, I get that conservative look like, Oh girl, you just going to be broke for the rest of your life. Okay. Like what a teacher you could, you know, go work for Google or whatever. What advice would you give a soon to be graduate okay. teacher around how to start off in this career mm -hmm. um, and not play into that role of the broke, busted, broke down, educated, that ain't never gonna make enough money. What's your advice you would give? Well, first I would say one, um, there are sites like, um, I think, I wonder if the site is still up, like Smarty Pig, I believe, where you can see, well, one, you should get clear on what you're gonna make because like literally before you get your first paycheck, you know, you should, you should know what you're going to make. And then you're going to plug that into like a website. I believe it's called Smarty Pig or there's other ones where you can calculate based upon your state, what your take home will actually be. Okay. Cause you know, let's just say you're making 40,000. Now, you know, it's not 40,000 divided by 12 child. Cause you know, FICA, right. FICA and everybody got to get their touch. Everybody got to get a little touch. They got a little, get a little taste in. <laughs> right. So you want to know exactly what you're going to make. And this goes for anybody, no matter what your job is, your first job what you're going to make um, so you can get clear and start to create a budget before you even start working. So okay. let's just say you find out, I don't know, like every two weeks, you're gonna be making $1,500. Then you can start asking yourself, I would like, I would want you to start to budget in what are the more expensive, this is what I did, this is literally me. I was graduating, I decided I wanted to be a teacher, early childhood education. My parents basically acted like I said, I wanted to be a drug dealer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And so I remember I was like, okay, I knew I was graduating. I had got, I had a job lined up. I was making 39,000. That's what they offered. And my sister at the okay. time told me, go on this site so you can see what you're going to make. I had never heard of that. I was like, okay. And then when I saw, I was maybe like, I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe in that 1200 every two weeks range, vaguely, I vaguely remember something in that range. And then I had to look at, I asked myself like the most expensive thing that I have to pay for is likely going to be housing. And if I'm being honest, I know everyone does not have this capability, but I stayed home for one year after graduating to get myself together. So if you have the opportunity, because I know it's not available to everyone, if you have the opportunity to, you know, stay um, um, home or at a place that's low cost right after graduating for a little while, six months to a year to get yourself together, take that opportunity. That's one. If you don't have that opportunity, that's okay. Because the second thing I did was I moved in with my sister and I decided let's put our money together. And yes. so I found me a, um, a, a roommate. It doesn't have to be your sister. It could be your cousin. It could be your friend, whoever. Mm -hmm. But a roommate that you think is reasonably responsible. And we started to ha like apartment look like collectively. And we found a place at the time. It was $1,100, which, you know, this that was many moons ago. Child, cause it don't <laughs> oh, <happen>. yes. <laughs> right. Um, but the, the, here's the thing. Even then, $1,100 was low. But I mm -hmm. we were able to get it because we thought outside the box. I didn't just look at regular apartments. This was a house being rented out by a woman who actually mm -hmm. had a daycare center next door. So she was more concerned with, with who's living all here than making a ton of money. 
So I remember yeah. like her wanted to meet me and my sister. She was like, okay, I'll keep it at 1100 because you guys seem like good girls who are going to live here and not be tearing up and drinking and partying because that was important for her business. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you wanted to look outside. I was looking outside the box for, for, um, so look outside the box for housing and that it doesn't always have okay. to be this traditional in a house or what, you know, um, in an apartment. If you can get yourself a roommate, two or three, it's not forever. Okay. So that way you could keep your costs low. And one of the things I did why I was able to move home is I saved and bought my first car used. Girl, I have not had a mm. new car. Like when I was in college, my father, because I have four sisters, for three of us, he, um, he leased a car for us that we all mm -hmm. had to share. So that just meant like, I was a, like, you know, like on, on Saturday morning where the moms be taking all the kids everywhere, that was me. He was like, you want to use that car? Then you better take this one for her hair appointment, this one to soccer practice. <laughs> I said, I'm a soccer mom, I ain't got no kids. <laughs> but I wanted that car though, <laughs> right? But and since it was a lease, it was a, it was like the year like model. So that was the first and last time I ever had a new car. I, I have, I'm 43 years old and I have yet to see the inside of a brand new car. Okay. My first car, I saved up, I think it was like $2,500 or $3,000 and I purchased it, you know, like from the auction myself, you know, got it. Like yeah. I, I had a, a good mechanic in my in my um, neighborhood who, you know, like helped me to figure out what car was not gonna be like, you know, all busted. I kept that car, it was a 99 um, uh, Nissan Altima and I kept that car yeah. until it was 216,000 miles on that wow. car. Okay. Wow. So I'm just saying, you don't have to do all that, but it was very helpful to not have yep. a car note, you know? And it kept my insurance low. So uh, the key is right after, when you, especially when you're starting off in this life professionally, is to keep yep. your monthly expenses low. How can I keep my housing expenses low? Can I stay home? Can I get a roommate? How can I keep my car or travel uh, traveling expenses low? Can I, you know, can I save up? I would not be getting anybody's new car. Even my car now, it, when I purchased it, yeah. it was two years old because cars yeah. depreciate, meaning they lose their value right after. You know, yeah. like, um, um, so in every aspect of my life, I was like, do we really need, um, at the time cable was like big, you know, do we really need cable or just internet? So we just had internet, you know, yeah. I made sure like when we purchased furniture, other than all, although I don't buy, like I call it, um, soft furniture, meaning like, um, cause people be having bed bugs, child, we're not doing all that, but you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about like wood furniture you could wipe down. I would go to rich neighborhoods with, because um, typically once, like once every few months or so, neighborhoods have typically like a bulk trash day, right? Yeah. And so what I found out is the week before bulk trash day, oftentimes people have garage sales. Yep. Because they much rather, you know, like get rid of stuff. So I would go to the wealthiest neighborhood I could find in my area and go to their little garage sales girl and get me some good furniture for, you know, a hundred dollars, two hundred, you know, like and so that's the thing is that I mean, it might feel like when well, that sounds like broke living, it wasn't because I was able mm -hmm. to keep my living expenses far below what I made and it allowed me to not have to work in the summer. Cause you know, the, like yeah. as, a, as a teacher, so I didn't have to work in the summer to enjoy my summer. And then I saved up enough because I started to work on the side. I started to tutor and, and babysitting things on the side because I knew I wanted to purchase a home. And so after yeah. two and almost three years of saving, I had like 20 or so thousand dollars saved and I put a down payment on a condo. And okay. then my sister paid me rent. Okay. So that's what we do. You don't give a little discount, you know? <laughs> you know? But, but do you see, like, the key is as soon as you start making money, before it even hits, figure out your financial plan and create that budget ahead of time. And then yeah. live well below your means. And do not forget, especially as an educator, 
you likely have access to a 403b or 401k i was just about to ask child don't wait i know too many educators who 30 years later are like wait i don't okay. automatically so you might have a, a, um, a pension which is rare these days it, you might but the likelihood mm -hmm. is you don't you have to actively put money into like whatever that retirement account is that's being offered through your school. And it's important yep. that you don't just put the money in, you wanna make sure that it's being invested because people yes. will put the money into the account and not realize that they will just put it into a savings account for you unless you actively say it needs to be invested. And you might be like, girl, I don't know nothing about investing. You don't need to know. This is what you're gonna right. do. You're gonna put your money in, like you're gonna say, okay, take your, $100, whatever, every pay period. It's going to go into your account, like at your 403B or 401K or whatever your school is offering or your wherever you're working is offering. And then you're going to look for something called a target date fund. A target date mm. fund is an easy way to invest without having to know how to do anything. A target date fund is yeah. just this. It says, when, what year do you think you're going to retire? So if you're 25, you might set it for 35 years from now when I'm 65, whatever, whatever time that is. And you're going to find a target date fund that's as close to that um, year. So it'd be like TDF 2050, TDF, yeah. you know, so you'll find a target date fund close to the year of retirement that you're thinking, because it's usually target date funds are usually every five years they'll give you. Right. And then okay. you're going to put your money into that target date fund. So, like I said, you want to make sure that you're not just saying, hey, take the hundred dollars out, put it into the TDF 2050 target date fund. And what makes it so special is that the target date fund is going to rebalance itself every mm. year based upon how close you are to retirement, because the mm. closer you are to retirement, the less, less risky your investment should be. If you're 20, 90% of your, your investments might be stocks. If you're 60, 90% okay. might be in bonds or cash. You see what I mean? Okay. Because, but the you don't have to worry about yeah. all that because a target date fund will rebalance on your behalf. And so like, if you do mm. that, you are better than 80, well not better, but financially more secure than more than like 80% of people. Like, so get your budget on before you get your money mm. and make sure from day one that you are putting money in your retirement account and use a target date fund so you don't have to worry about it. I mean, come on now, Tira. I hope y'all taking notes because, <laughs> okay, so wait, I have a second question. Okay, oh, wait, 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 we're going to go for a break. We're going we to pay some bills, child. Okay, okay. All right, y'all. Okay. If you have questions, you know, for BF1, I always forget my legal disclaimer, child. So I'm not your mama. I'm not your doctor. I'm not your attorney, child. I am just one of your favorite financial internet cousins. So you're going to take what I say with a grain of salt, the smallest possible, and you're going to see your grandmother, not me. Okay. So, you know, you want to lean into the people that you pay for professional advice. Um, certainly you can share what I've said, but you want to choose for yourself and lean into the people that you pay for professional advice from. But we're going to be right back and black with BAQA. And if you have a question that you want answered, you can go to brownambitionpodcast.com, click and answer, click like contact us there. You can email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into the DMs on IG at brownambitionpodcast.com. We welcome, me and Mandy welcome all of the questions on business, career, personal finance. All right, we'll be back in black in a minute. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. 
State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition, rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back and black and black and brown. We're in the stew with Lacey Robinson. Lacey is the new author yes. of the book, Justice Seekers, Pursuing Equity in the Details of Teaching and Learning. Lacey, pop quiz about your book. Okay. So okay. if I am, what is, what's the difference that like maybe a seasoned teacher versus a brand new teacher, like what, what are those two, two educators going to get from your book? If I'm seasoned and I, you know, I've been at it 10, 15 years, child, I'm tired versus like, I'm so excited, you know, I'm brand new. What, what are those two educators going to get? So a seasoned teacher is going to get confirmation or affirmed, okay. I would say. Uh, because I would think uh, what I hear in the edusphere is that a lot of the things I experience, other educators experience, they're going to get an opportunity to stop and ask themselves some self-reflection about their own teaching and what they have stood on 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Or even that little instinct that happens as a teacher when you're like, "Mm, something's not quite right. Even they're asking me to do this. I think Mm -hmm. my students need this. Um, They're certainly going to get the GLEAM framework, grade level engaging, affirming, meaningful, which we ask all educators to think about as they're constructing, deconstructing, reconstructing their lessons. As a new teacher, (laughs) they're going to get, um, I would say, some of my uh, experiences that I had as a new teacher, some of my experiences I had as a student. They're going to get some of the formidable research that we have stood on at Unbound Ed around pursuing the justice in the details of teaching and learning. And what I really hope that all teachers get from this book is that we are a collective community, honey. Mm. And when we put our minds together, we can do anything. Mm, I love that. Yes, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. All right, so you say you got a question for little old me, girl. What do you want to ask? I do, I do. So here's my second part of my question, right? So I started with the new teacher, right? Mm -hmm. So I was talking to a mentee of mine the other day. She's really excited. Um, She is about to get her administrative license. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's working on her doctorate right now. She's almost done. And she will soon be applying for AP positions. Now, these AP positions and the systems that she's going to, honey, are starting at six figures, okay? And this is her first time really moving into that kind of pay scale. And so what advice would you give her going from she's a mom, she has two kids, she has, you know, her regular bills, but seeing in her future a salary jump. And she said to me, I just want to live below my means. And I said, that's what everybody says, Mm -hmm. babe. (laughs) So what advice would you advice would you give her as she's looking at that that horizon? Yes, it's cute over here. We'll just say that first and foremost. Right, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so one, I'll start off with similar advice that I give to a new teacher is that for everyone, whenever money's coming in, you won the lottery, you're about to get a raise. Mm. Before the money hits, there is what I call before money Tiffany and after money Tiffany. Right? Okay. Because right. after money Tiffany is like, who who said that? What? Budget? <laughs> no, she done lost her mind. Let me be let me win twenty million dollars in the lottery. You know? If you don't have a plan in place, the money will do what it wanna do. I want you okay. to think about money like a two-year-old, right? You know, mm. you're like, ooh, you know, tomorrow, this what The two-year-old is like, girl, I don't know what she talking about. We're going to do what I say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's what your money is plotting. Like, mm. unless you have a plan in place to like get mm. your two-year-old to realize, okay, we wake up, we brush our teeth. We do. That's why we have all these daggone songs t- in preschool. Because you got to get the kids yes. on board. Like, clean up, clean, you know, like. <laughs> so you have to make the plan ahead of time. So same thing, okay. you know, like, um, a um, mentee who's going to be making six figures. One, let's see how much that really shakes out to be. You know, fine. Like okay. I said, I, I don't know if it's Smarty Pig, but there is, I, I will have to find the link and give it to Imani, our, um, our producer, the link for a site where you can just, you can just Google too, like um, how much um, is $100,000 in my state, like breaking down, like what my paycheck. Oh, you know what it's called? Paycheck City. That's what it's called. Paycheck, oh, paycheck City. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you will go okay. and you put in, your 200, whatever it is, put in your state because it's actually going to withdraw the state taxes and you will see this is what your paycheck will actually be. With every, oh, and then you put in how often you get paid every two weeks, bi-weekly, whatever. Um, so you want to know what that is and then look at your current bills now and then ask yourself off the top, how much of this am I going to make into a, like what I call a savings bill? 
you know? Mm. So let's just say I'm just making up a number. You're going to be making an extra thousand dollars a month, right? Okay. So you might say to yourself, I would really love, I'm already saving 200 bucks a month. I would really love to get myself, you know, up to like maybe add another 500 onto it. That's a new bill. So that way, when it comes in, I would want to know what is my first paycheck coming? Cause I'm automating having that 500 join that 200 into that savings yeah. account. Even yeah. better, you can literally do a split it before you get it. You can go down to HR and say, before you give me my money, here's how I want you to split my money. Four bank mm. accounts, checking account number one for my, um, this is a like a spending account. This is kind of like where your money lands that you use for your debit card. You know, you go food shopping, you yeah. get your hair done, nails done, the kids, okay. Checking account number two, your bills account. Add up your bills and you should know every two weeks how much money needs to be in that bills account. And you can let them know, this is how much for my paycheck to put in that bills account. Um, yep. Savings account number one, this is emergency unexpected savings. So, you know, you might tell yourself, you know, 150, 200, 300, whatever that is, that's gonna go there. And then savings account number two, and the fourth account is going to be long-term savings. This is when you're saving for something big, either saving to invest, saving to purchase a home, a car, and you can literally have HR split your money before you get your money. Mm. So if you're afraid mm. that like, oh, I don't have the discipline. You ain't got to have discipline sis. you just gotta have four accounts. And before <laughs> that money gets here, you have the plan of how much it needs to go in each account. And you know what that is already because you're going to go to Paycheck City and Paycheck City is going to yep. break down for you how much you're going to get. And if you do that, yep. then you can literally live under your means without having to think about it because and you give yourself a little raise in every category. So you might say to yourself, OK, I'm making an extra thousand. I'm going to absorb at 300 to, in to increase my lifestyle and the 700 mm. I'm going to. So some of that because you'll say like, OK, in my checking account that's attached to my debit card. You know, an extra 300 can land there and I could do whatever I want with it. Or maybe you're going to purchase okay. something and you're like, okay, I'm financing it temporarily. And it's going to be an extra hundred bucks a month. But you can tell yourself, allow yourself to absorb some of that new income and the rest you're going to have chopped up. If you do a split it before you get it, you will not miss it. I promise you. It will just land and you will swipe your card knowing you're not, you're not swiping bill money because you don't have a debit card for your bills account. You're not swiping emergency okay. savings and you're not swiping um, your long-term savings. Your two checking should be at your regular bank, wherever you bank now, and your two savings should be at an online only bank because it has a high yield um, savings accounts there where instead of getting paid 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0. 0.1%, you might get four, almost 5% yeah. on the money that you have saved there. If you do that, sis, yep. you're gonna be gooder than good. You're gonna be great. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's great. Honestly, if you do that every I single that. time, you get a bump, you get a raise, you get a, it's pre-planned for the money, you will see that you will make whatever your financial goals are, you'll be closer and closer. And because you have two little kids and you know, the last thing I will say is, at that, you know, making, you know, six figures or multiple six figures, you know, it's not a bad idea to consider infusing a, fi a certified financial planner into the mix. You know, mm. it's not so like for me, because I'm like growing wealth, like I meet with my, actually I have my meeting with her and uh, Anjali, my financial planner next week, but you don't have to meet with them regularly. You can literally get a certified financial planner that you just like, they help you create a plan and it's a one-off. It's like $1,200 yeah. create a plan. You could just do that. Or you can have someone that you speak to regularly. Maybe you hire them for the year annually. Um, or just kind of project based. You just say, hey, how, you know, sometimes they're anywhere from like 150 bucks an hour to $300 an hour to just basically talk through a financial thing that you're working through. Yep. So the key is yep. you want to pay out of pocket, never a percentage of what you have invested. 
because that's going to be yeah. very expensive down the line. But like, especially if you have children, a financial planner will help you create plans for them. You know, if you want them to go to school or whatever, they'll help you with estate planning. But it has to be a certified financial planner. That's the gold star, the gold standard in the financial space, a CFP. Um, play your hated degree so you know <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and, but yeah if you do that you'll be good yeah and I will say I mean times may have changed but for educators I know in a lot of public school systems mm -hmm. those folks are available like a lot mm -hmm. of people miss the opportunity mm -hmm. and, or don't recognize that they have a financial planner that's attached to their yes. retirement or yep. attached to okay my, I got a final question I promise it's my final is this, question this your business question for you yeah, that's my business question. Okay, go ahead. Wait, go ahead. We're going to allow it. We're allowing it. <laughs> so this is me. And on behalf of, I want to say, um, other women of color mm -hmm. who have found themselves in similar positions as me. Okay. Right. So we have, um, through, uh, I say the grace of God and our own gifts and talents mm -hmm. found ourselves in these positions as leaders, CEOs and presidents. Mm -hmm. And let's be real. We have basically used our intellectual property mm -hmm. to make our way through, right? Mm -hmm. To to be able to support, um, push up, uh, pull pull forward the either the groups of people that we've led, or the organizations, or the institutions that we lead. What would be your advice to us in terms of? our intellectual property and ensuring mm -hmm. that we're not just giving away our gifts and talents, mm -hmm. but that those gifts and talents are actually pulling back into our own financial security, mm -hmm. our own financial legacy. What, what advice would you give? So it depends on where you work, right? Because, you know, sometimes, you know, I mean, the people are, you know, the point of these organizations is, you know, they, they want your gifts and talents. So you mm -hmm. want to first make sure what is the policy here about mm -hmm. how I can utilize my gifts and, um, and talents in a way that does not conflict with what I'm doing here. You know, and mm -hmm. one of the best ways to do that typically is consulting. This is what I have seen from some of my friends who are like foot in the CEO space, but also um, oftentimes they can't speak for money because of the position yeah. that they hold, which is okay, you know, but they are allowed to consult. So you obviously you have to make sure that that is allowed within your, the space where you work. Like I had a friend who, who teaches people how to um, get, um, oh, like procurement, like, um, you know, and so, mm. but she worked for the city like, you know, like looking at people's RFPs and deciding. So it was, you know, she, but she had to ask like, hey, I teach people how to secure procurement. But then she's on the other side looking at people who want, you know, to secure procurement with the city. So she certainly had to ask. She actually ended up subsequently switching to another job that paid really well, but allowed her to also have this business that she started. Mm, so consider nice. consulting, consider, um, you know, um, creating an LLC in a business. Um, so not just consulting as like, Hey, I'm Tiffany consulting. No, there's so many, so many tax benefits to a business because the government knows that like the back of this economy is built on the um, mm, come on now. small businesses. And so as a result, yes. there are so many tax benefits that are not available to the individual. So I would start, yes. you know, like a, a Lacey Robinson LLC and, you yes. know, and so allow the people to pay me through that. And then that way I could write off like, girl, this hair don't do itself. Would I pay for this hair? Because <laughs> guess what? I'm taping something next week. And so would I pay okay. the $100, $200 to get my hair retightened? 
Best believe budget needs to pay for that. Okay. Okay. There's certain clothes that I literally set aside that are just budget needs to close. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much a tomboy outside of like the stage. And so I'm like, budget needs to have set aside um, money for that. Um, and even better, like I was doing rent the runway, which is even better because it really mm -hmm. proves I'm literally just renting these clothes for the time being for this particular business. So you want to be able to write things off by having and securing, like having, um, a business. Also too, the beautiful part is, is, is that this is what I learned from my friend who has a procurement business is that then you can qualify for a small black woman owned business and allows you, you know, to potentially get even more contract work. And then I would mm. also, you know, like one I of my, that. one of my really great friends, Tony, she's also my attorney. Shout out to Tony Moore, the best attorney in the world, a sister. Mm. Cause you know, we love a smart sister. Um, <laughs> Tony used to remind me, I remember one time I was working with I'll just keep it like I was working with people who I didn't trust. Um, and okay. I was, they did something that was kind of underhanded. And I was like, ooh, Tony, and Tony found it in one of our contracts. I said, ooh, girl, I'm about to tell her off. And Tony said, <laughs> ka, 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 ka. she said, Tiffany, everyone doesn't need to know how smart you are. And I was like, come again. Mm, come she on, said, man. Everyone doesn't need to know how smart you are. There are instances where it is best for people to underestimate you so they can show their hand and you can move accordingly. Mm. And I was like, what? So I can't tell her off? She said, no. Because she was like, mm. look how she's exposing all of these things. And as a result, we're putting it in a contract. And look how you've locked in a contract that is overly fav favorable in your because she does not know how smart you are. So she just telling mm. it on. I was like, oh, girl, I guess. You know, but she was right. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, she was like, call a girlfriend and fuss, fuss with a girlend. You know, be like, girl, do you know this person? You know, she said, that's what you call them for. But no, let them expose their hand and think that you don't know. You know, meanwhile, I'm over here. It's like, yeah. she said, what now? Mm, in the contract. What else did she say? So I say that to say, that where you work, if you know that this is not your forever, forever, forever spot, you don't have to bring all of your brilliance here. Everyone Come on now. You can set aside like, and this is for me to decide and work on projects that you plan to launch when you're not there. You know, mm, come on you, now. You know, that's what I would be doing. Now, the beautiful thing is certainly you could test out some hypotheses where you are, which is great because child, while we're here, we're gonna learn. But right. it doesn't mean that I have to roll out the full idea here necessarily because I'm saving that for me and my LLC. You know, okay. so like just keeping okay. that in mind that like, you know, like, you know, I can build this, you know, this is a good tester and I'm building it and I'm I, you know, this doesn't take away from the, the company, but you don't have you don't you don't owe it to anyone to give your, you know, your life's blood and every drop of brilliance. No, where where they say that at? No, you don't have to do all that. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that's yep. what I would say is that like get your LLC, consider some consulting work. Also too, you know, you've got a really great network, and so you know, asking people in your space. I'm I'm very candid. How you make money? Uh, literally, I was asking. You know, I was just asking a friend of mine yesterday. <laughs> I was like, "Well, girl, how you making money like that?" She was like, "Oh, girl, I'm doing this." Thing. I'm like, "Oh, that's funny." I was just like, "Okay, good to know." Because when you do that, because you want your friends in the space when they figure out a new way to make money to tap you on the shoulder and be like, "Child, look, I just learned how to make money in this way." Here's a yes. thing you ought to try. And like I said, again, save some of that brilliance for you. Test out your hypotheses in the space that you're in now, but save some brilliance for you if you have it in your mind that one day you're gonna step out and just be you yourself. This is for anyone, you know, listening. You know, you don't owe to anyone yeah. to give all your thing. Everyone doesn't need to know how smart you are. You know, you can say some things for yourself. There, there's nothing morally wrong with that. And so, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the beautiful thing that like my friend uh, Cabral always reminds me is that you are like, you know, the sauce sold separately. 
You know, mm. like it's you. You're the like, you know, sometimes you think to yourself, oh, you know, someone's gonna be able to do the thing. No, because the sauce is sold separately. You know, like everybody yeah. can bake chicken, but is it flavored, sis? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You are the sauce and it is sold separately. And where you are is where it goes. You know, yeah. you never have to wonder because people can only ever do if they're copying you what you've already done. They're late. Yes. They're yes, late. They're Yes, yes, you take that brilliance with you. And then as long as you carry that with you and you have a good network, like network, especially networking with other amazing black women is so critically important. You know, like when we chatted on the phone, I just learned so much. And I was like, oh, my, my mind just like exploded about what what's possible <laughs> in this space, you know? Yeah. And so like, that's important too, to have a network of people that you could just pour into and be poured into by, you know, so. Yeah, I will tell you the best, the best advice you gave me just lifted my soul. You said, Lacey. You ain't never gonna be broke. Cause the brilliance that got you where you are now is the same brilliance you gonna, and I said, I, you know what? <laughs> and that post-traumatic broke syndrome, I said, let me yes. find out Tiffany just broke a chain, honey. She, I was marching around the house. I was like, the chains have been broken, honey. No, she right. <laughs> no, but it's true, you are brilliant. It's like, girl, I'm sorry, does that brain not work? Girl, please. <laughs> Right? It's like you're here, people yes. like, if you threw me into the wilderness, I would come back wearing a lion skin. And it's like, that's you. Girl. Like, you mm -hmm. are the sauce. Like, as long as you know that, you carry that with you, please. Like, you are yeah. the sauce. And I know that about myself. It took me a while to learn that. But I was like, Tiffany, you will never yeah. be broke. There is always a phone call I can make. There is always yeah. someone who I can help who is willing to yeah. pay for that help. Always. And so I might not make as much as I'd like, but I'm not going to be broke. You know, yes. You know, Say when you that. make a, a business of helping other people, people will pour back into you when you're in need. So you, you're, yes. you will be fine. It's just like knowing that and then navigating from that space. That's critical. You don't want to navigate from a, a space of like I feel this deficit. You want to navigate yeah. from a space of like, no, I will always be fine. Like I, the safety nets are in place. I don't actually have to play safe. I can go leap and jump. Like yes. the safety nets are in place. Come on now. You know, I hope what? the boss chicks, I hope the boss <laughs> women, the boss <laughs> chicks are listening to this because you have just dropped some knowledge and they need to understand it. And we as black women, we as women of color have to consistently tell each other that you are brilliant. Yes. What got you here is not just going to keep you here. It's yes. going to stratus. It's going to push you to the next stratosphere. Yes. And we, I love that about you. You reminded me about that, about myself. And I love that you just said that, spoke that to um, all of the brilliant uh, women out there that are on that trajectory of president, CEO, leadership, um, that their brilliance is within them. They have everything that they yes, need. To succeed, everything. <laughs> and everything, this, this is a little Blana, uh, Vanna Black uh, uh, um, um, promo. If I know you already know that I do have a number of mentees. I think right now we're up to 3,700 mentees in our Patreon. My, oh my mentor, goodness. Tiffany, Dr. I know. Uh, Patreon is currently 20 bucks a month. Girl, that's nothing. Um, it, it's yeah. a lie. We get a, well, I'm gonna have Lacey come speak because the girls would love mm. you. So I like to have guest speakers sometimes. So once a month, um, you get a live lesson and sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's a guest speaker like the, um, we have a guest speaker coming, Dr. Ortiz, who I mentioned is the vice superintendent of the city of Newark, she's coming to talk about Love curriculums. It. Like, you know, y'all want to make Love these it. courses and you want to sell curriculum. She's like, here's what they ought to look like. So she's teaching that class, which I'm excited about. 
Um, there's also Love like it. weekly, like kind of like chats, um, business chats with the other mentees that you get to do digitally. There's a monthly networking session that is so much fun that they do. And also I like to come meet the mentees in person. So when I have a speaking engagement in the city, I make it my business to go out to dinner with about 20 to 25 mm, um, mentees. And we have on. a time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, should, you know what? That's why you weren't in um, DC that time that I did the wealth walk. Right, you want to? Yes, yes. Traveling. So we did a we did a we did a mentee meetup, and it was so good. Just like nice. it was so amazing. Just twenty five black brown women talking about their businesses, you know, sharing what they needed. And you, would, there were so mm. many educators in that space, so many, and to see them intermingle, like, girl, you work where you do what? I do that. I can help you with this. It was amazing. So if <laughs> you want to be it. a mentee, head on over to mymentortiffany.com. Join us over there. It's good over there or whatever. Um, but I'd be remiss <laughs> to say other educators, if you're an educator or you know an educator or you're friends with an educator, you married to an educator, you gave birth to an educator child, <laughs> go ahead on over and get you Justice Seekers, Lacey Robinson's new book, Pursuing Equity in the Details of Teaching and Learning, because children truly are our future. And without yeah. education, that is GLEAN. What does GLEAN stand for again, Lacey? GLEAN is a grade level, engaging, affirming, meaningful instruction. I love that. And so without <laughs> that, you know, like, what are we actually doing? You know, I, yeah. I used to always tell my parents when I taught, like, this is the baby that's going to knock you over the head when you're 80 years old and steal your purse or the one that's going to, like, do your open heart surgery, you know, when you go into yeah. the hospital. So it really it's you and how you treat this child that's going to depend on how you're going to meet them later on in life because you're going to meet them later on in life. Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are. <laughs> and so, Lacey, where can they get your book, Just the Seekers? So Justice Seek is available at any, uh, you can go to Amazon, you can go to Barnes and Nobles, tar Target. I was in Books a Million this morning. I saw it there. So you can go online. You can go to unbounded.org uh, to our website, my company's website, and it has uh, the QR code where you can order the book straight from the publisher. Um, yeah. And Try where can they follow outlets. you if they want to connect and follow you? Cause she's an awesome so black woman, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> for real, we gotta stay close. <laughs> so you can follow me on Instagram at unbounded.org or at Ms. Ms. Lacey Robinson. Same thing, Facebook, unbounded.org or Ms. Lacey Robinson. You can find me on LinkedIn. Also on Twitter, my Twitter handle is Ms. Lacey Robinson or unbounded.org. So. So I just want to say thank you so much, Lacey, for coming. You are really like your book, which is yellow, just a ray of sunshine. First of all, these glasses are giving life. And if you watched on, Insta on, on YouTube, like we told you to, you could see her beautiful, amazing glasses. Um, no, but just thank you for coming. Thank you for the work that you do, because, you know, at this space is not easy. And, uh, you know, so many of us, like I mentioned before, topped out. Cause it just yeah. got to be too much, but we need, you know, we need us still here and to know that not only yes. are you here, you are in, you know, like you are on top, you know, like Aww. you are leading an organization that is leading other, you know, educators. So we're just really grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And we'll be back in black and um, B&A and Q&A um, next week, y'all. So send us your favorite educator. You know they need to hear it. Okay. And we'll be back. <laughs> but I'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast.
The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.